Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my dear brothers, sisters, and the friends and the foes out there. And welcome to another episode of the Blood Brothers podcast with your host, Didi Hussein, and my co host, Aki Hussein. Assalamu alaikum, and it's good to be back. It's a bit of a mad one today because we have, me and Aki are having to share a mic. It's a long story, but we'll be addressing it very shortly, inshallah. Today's guest is a, is a special one. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how to introduce today's guest. It's a mad one. And it's someone whose name is becoming increasingly known in the UK rap scene. Uh, hailing from East London, it's none other than Friends of Harami. Yes, my bro. Assalamu alaikum, bro. Alaikum salam. Respect for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Honour to have you on, B. Thank you. Just don't spray us up after the podcast or anything no. like that. Oh, we good, we good. <laughs> right, listen, to set the mood for today's podcast, yeah, Aki's got some uh, quick-fire questions for you. Yeah. Uh, we want your absolute honesty, yeah? Hit it, Zui. Right, bro, let's do this, yeah? Nice and easy one to start with. Cheese and onion or salt and vinegar? Salt and vinegar. If there's one place that you could visit again, if someone said to you, look, you're going to go to Pakistan, you can only visit one place for one last time. Would it be Jhelum or Kashmir? I haven't been to Kashmir, so um, I'll probably go there. Okay. Right, this one, yeah? N64 or PlayStation 1? N64. Okay, we knew it, we knew it. Zelda. Yes, no, oh, come on, come on. it's going this way, it's going this way. So Zelda Ocarina of Time or Goldeneye? You know what? I was just about to say Goldeneye previously when I said yeah. Zelda, so I'll have to go with Zelda. Yeah. But Goldeneye is up there. I can't lie, bro. Leg- legendary game, it's isn't up it? There legendary, bro. Keenan and Kel or Sister Sister? Keenan and Kel. Come, Come on. on, bro. Yes, like, yeah. Who of loves course, Orange Soda? Of course, of course. <laughs> Kel loves Orange Soda. Right. Al Pacino or Robert De Niro? Al Pacino. Yes. All right. Then we know this is a good lineup you did here afterwards, you know. Scarface or Kalito's Way? Scarface. Goodfellas or Casino? Goodfellas. But casinos, casinos, bad still. Okay, so looking at the the drink you got with you now, I think it gives an answer for the next one. Lucas Aid Orange or original? To be honest, fifty fifty depends on the mood, innit? it? So depends on the mood. So what mood is the original? Mood? Original is like when you got like bitches and like you know what I mean. You need to get the Lucas Aid. <laughs> Feeling the, a bit bombarded at the moment, the moment yeah. Original. Uh, All right. All right. If you had to settle somewhere outside of your hometown now, if you had to settle from outside of your ends now. And it's choose between these two cities, mm-hmm. Manchester or Bradford? Manchester, because okay. I know more people there. Sweet. That's, that's why. Next one, same question. Right, Whitechapel or Upton Park? Ooh, okay. It's difficult questions, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Both places are very dear to me, innit? Um, but I'd have to say, um, because it's closer to home, Upton Park. Okay. Right, so... Have, have you yeah, tried? Them Bengali listeners are like, listen, friends. Oh, big up the Bengali <laughs> brothers. Come on, my IGs. You don't know. My white chapel gets love all day. All right. Next one, yeah. Have you been to India before? I uh, haven't been. Uh, India? like well, The country, yeah. Yeah. Um, not actually India, but like, I mean, India, Pakistan, you know, like, it's all same shit. But you haven't travelled to the country before No, now? no, no Have you travelled to Bangladesh before the country? No, no So if you had to make a choice If someone said like, you could travel to one of these two countries Which one would you go to? India or Bangladesh? Probably Bangladesh Okay I could probably eat more food there and, Okay, that's you know it, yeah, yeah, yeah Learn a different language That's you right, know? that's right I won't get lynched That's right, yeah, yeah you can, you, you can eat beef then you can get along that's Okay, it. if you had to make a choice between Nomi, AK or Ums, Jigga Who would it be? I'd say Ooh, um both hard, man. Um, I, I can't say, man. I can't say. Pick can't, one, bro. I, I, know, I, know, I know they come as a couple. Like that. That's a political <laughs> one. Friends with that's a right. tough one, man. We let that's that one slide. One. We let that one slide. Yeah, okay. that's a tough one. Atollah Khan or Nasibolal? Nasibolal. Okay. Halal or haram? Halal. Yes, yes my yeah. brother. All day, all day. Yes, yes my we brother. We try, we try. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Last one, man. I got one more for you. You got one more? I got one more for you. The life of this dunya or paradise forever? Paradise, but I don't know, man. It's a long shot, but nah, nah, inshallah, bro. We inshallah. pray for you, bro. Nah, inshallah, inshallah. Got hope, if, if you know, if Allah gives me more time, nah, then nah, you know, we'll see. But to be honest, if I go now, then I don't know, man. It's not looking too good. No, no, I don't know. Tiny hands might have saved you, bro. <laughs> inshallah, right? Listen, you know, we've had rappers on the show before, uh, London rappers, and I know that the areas and the manners that they hail from. It's something that's very deep and personal to them. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we've had our dads. He's from, obviously, he's from uh, Brixton. We've had Low Key, who's talking about his ends as well. 
I know that you're from East, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously in London, you get certain areas which are very mixed, right? Mm-hmm. So you find crews up in South London who are very mixed. They've got blacks, they've got Arabs, all sorts. But then you start moving towards East, they become predominantly Asian, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's Whitechapel, predominantly Bengali, they start moving more eastwards, they start becoming very predominantly Pakistani, right? When you have, you... have you grown up in them ends all your life? Yeah, I grew up in um, Waltham Forest, yeah. Waltham Stowe. Um, so growing up, there was you know a lot of Pakistanis growing up. Um, it was quite a mixed area, to be honest with you. Um, up in Ekale, mm. um, Gore as well. You know what I mean? It's quite mixed. Um, my secondary school, I'd say up to... Halfway through secondary school, I was around predominantly Pakistanis. Yeah. And then I got kicked out of my first two secondary schools. Why? And then the f- um, I don't believe that for a moment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it was just like stupid things, man. You know, just fighting. And yeah. I, I was smart. I was intelligent, like, boy, but like, just, you know what I mean? Just, just misbehaving. The wrong crowd, just misbehaving and just sort of leading other people astray. I think that's what, what was the most... I think that was that's what it was, and it being disrupt, disruptive. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the thing. But um, but yeah, my sec, my third secondary school, it was mainly Gordon at school, mainly white guys. Mm. And initially, when I first went there, there was a bit of like experienced a little bit of racism as well. You know, like on a yeah, yeah. on the sly ones. On you know what I mean? Um, I mean those same people would never dare say them things today. Mm. But back then, slyly. Give us an example of a subtle one. I mean, I don't know. Like, I can't really. It was just like just funny things, man. Even. Even when I was younger, when I first went to prison, for mm. example, I was 17, so I was quite young, and that was up, that was in Warren Hill. Yeah. So that was um, uh, that was out of London. The jail was mainly um, there was mainly white um, white inmates. It was a way away, so everyone's like under 18 there. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, even there, like first day on the on the main wing, people were shouting at the window, "Yo, what are you in here for?" And blah blah blah, you know, new boy. And one of them shouted out, he got caught with an ounce of curry powder. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Bro. So like, it, uh, see, that made me go mad and I lost yeah. the plot when he said that, you know, yeah. when you're young. But as an example, you know, those kind of comments, even in secondary school, mm. when I first went there, you, we, I was experiencing mm. funny comments like that, mm. which was, you know what I mean? Different from, you know, because even in Wolfram Forest, moving from one area to the other, yeah. you notice that even within the borough, there yeah. are areas where there might be more Pakistanis or there mm. might be more, you know, you know what I mean? Mm. Certain types of people, but yeah. Um, so you went to prison uh, in juvenile, yeah, young offenders when you were seventeen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you just said they like it was like predominantly or just quite a lot of white white inmates there, yeah. Yeah. Were yeah. there any Muslims? Yeah, there was. There was. I mean, thing is, it, again, it depends on what prison you're in. It might be just on that wing. There might have just been, you know what I mean. I, I can't speak for the whole whole prison, but naturally, you know, some some parts of the country, you will, you know, you do experience racism in prison. Um, in London. Obviously, there's a lot of Muslims in, I mean, predominantly, I mean, nowadays, it might have, it's more different now. I mean, I'm talking like over 10 years ago, do you get me? So now things have progressed, even in the last 10, 15 years, yeah, yeah. things have changed a lot, you know. So I'd say, um, so now it's probably less so in it. But back then there was, you could still see the racism, you know, even with the younger, younger lot, you know, mm. so. Do you have any good, me- do you have any good memories of um Good memories of not actually not maybe that's the wrong word. Do you have any memories of good brothers you met inside? I met so many people in prison. I mean, I've been over the course of my teenage life and into adulthood. I've probably been in prison about eight times. So you know, different prisons, different times, different sentences, and you meet a lot of people. And um, now I've had some like I wouldn't say no experience is bad if you take something from it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you learn something, it's never a bad experience. And I have met. You know, all types of people, um, even though some of the times I didn't agree what they did with what they did to get them in, in, in the prison or whatever. When you're in there, it's different. You know what I mean? You're not really watching that. And you see a different side to people. And I was in, I was even in prison with a few terrorists in Belmarsh, for example. And I don't agree with, you know, most of the ideology. The only thing we can agree on is that we believe in Allah. You know what I mean? Other than that, the stuff they were saying, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Mad fam, I can't even go like I won't even go into was it. Was it to Rami? Yeah, it was different level of Rami. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> these guys had like six, seven black bin bags full of evidence from like MI5 and all sorts. Of shit, you know what I mean? So I don't even want to go into that. But like, the, the, you know what I mean? The thing is, the f- mad thing is when you're they're talking about usual stuff, you don't realize that because they just they're just normal. They're just normal brothers. I don't know how they. Did any of them say that they were set up? None of them were set up, you know what I mean? Like they, they were, none of them were set up, bro. Like they, they, 
they got done over. One of them, like, you know what I mean? What, there's, there was a few on the wing. And I was in, thing is, yeah, the mad thing is, I was in there at this time, yeah, check this, bro. I was in there for a driving offence, yeah? I got about six, I think it was like seven months I got for dangerous driving in, in Aldgate somewhere. Yeah. And because, because it was in central London, Belmarsh is like the local prison to the Old Bailey. Yeah, yeah. So because I went to Belmarsh, I wasn't in there for a driving offence, bro. I was like category D, yeah? So really, I should have been in an open prison, but... Obviously, three and a half months I spent there, yeah? And I was on the same wing as, like, Category A prisoners. So I'm in a three-person cell because, you know, Cat B, C, and D, you're in a three-man cell. Yeah, you've got a toilet there, separate bunk bed, and you've got, like, a single bed, yeah? That's Belmarsh settings, yeah? And, and right across the, the landing, literally opposite, you can see who's in the cell, is murderers, terrorists, you know what I mean? Like category A's, you get me? There's another prison inside Belmarsh, which is... Um, double cat A which has got like you know the Abu Hamzas and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know the Abu Qatadas yeah, or whatever yeah. of the universe are in there but there's a lot of terrorists that were just on yes, the landing bro so I'm not gonna lie bro you can some see serious like, how, in prison bro it's mad like it's it's a madness bro like, I've got there's some mad stories I could t- we could be here all day talking tell about prison stories one story alright let me tell you one story now this was this was in Belmarsh yeah and I'm not going to say the brothers' names, but there was probably about five, six of them. There was loads of groups of brothers that were in there for different um, terror, terror charges or whatever, yeah? And there was one group of brothers, there was probably about five, six of them, and uh, one of the brothers, yeah? Check it. I mean, the whole thing is, yeah, I don't want to say they were good brothers, because obviously, if they were good brothers, they wouldn't be doing, you know, 20, 30 years in but prison. As, yeah? But as people, they came across like they were sound as brothers, people, yeah? As people, they were just, you know what I mean, bro? Like, you'd forget what they were in there for. Do you get me? Like, they, they could have been man's, you know, cousin or brother or... Just any local just brother. Any normal guys, do you get me? And um, obviously, when you're talking to them, you forget all that. But I remember one, team me, I'm, I'm the kind of guy, I, I chat to everyone, innit? I get along with everyone, no matter what race you are, what your background is, like, where you're from. I'm very, like, you know what I mean? I thrive in a diverse environment, do you get me? So, like, for me, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who talks to this person, then I'll be talking to these people, then I'll be talking to, like, the... All, all types of people, I mingle with everyone, so one particular time, I'm with the the Akis, the Akis, yeah, and we're, they were having a chat about, it's Easter time now, innit, so you know on Easter they give you extra, see, even on Eid, they'll give you extra food, innit, Christmas to give you extra food, it was Easter, so Easter time, they'll give you some extra stuff, innit, maybe hot cross bun or something, or Easter egg, I don't know, innit, but them times there, when you're in prison and you ain't got much food, you're looking forward to that, innit? Like, that's that's a blessing. No matter what the occasion is, you just want to eat food, innit? And you don't care what it is, you eat it, innit? And um, the brothers are talking about how, you know, it's haram for us to accept this extra food because it's given to us for Easter. Do you get me? It's, it's given... Like, understand, innit? Like, understand, obviously. But for me, if I tell you my opinion, like, I, I did agree with, you know, slightly with what they were saying. I can understand. But... I didn't see it like that. For me, bro, we're in prison, innit? If they're giving us extra food... You for man look to eat. I'm going to take it, innit? So, like, even though, cool, like, I didn't, you know, no comment on that. I thought, right, later on, I'm getting my hot cross bun, innit? Yeah? So, check this now. Later on, time comes, dinner time. Man's in the queue, yeah? Guess who's behind me? The brothers, yeah? So, these times, I'm thinking, shit. Now, now I'm in a dilemma, innit? I'm like, shit. So, we're queuing up, Friends yeah. is going to be heat hot now. it's hot, fam. Yeah, man celebrating Easter. Come on, bro. We're coming up to the queue now. I got, and the thing is, one of my brothers was on servery, innit? So, he always used to pat me extra stuff, and he was on the Easter stuff. So, you don't know, he was going to pat me with a few packs. You get me? So, it's come to my turn now. He's looking to throw me a few of them. And... The brothers are looking at me now, innit? So it's awkward. Like, obviously, you could feel the eyes, innit? So these times, I've, I've just, I've not accepted it, innit? I just kept on walking, innit? And just whatever, innit? I'm not gonna lie, I was pissed. <laughs> Get me, I took my gear and that. I went back to my cell, innit? Yeah, and then fucking... Um, did, you, did you feel there was... You know when they, when they explained that ruling to you? That, that, that ruling of, you know, not taking extra yeah. food on the holy days of other people. Did it make some sense to you? It, it did make sense, some sense to me, but I'm not taking it with that intention. Like, it's not like I'm there slaughtering an animal in the name of other than Allah and, and eating it. You know what I mean? I'm just... You know what I mean? Like, if it was Eid, whatever the occasion was, we'd get extra stuff, innit? I'm not doing it. I'm not celebrating Easter or anything. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah... It, Later, I'll check this now though, bro. Going back to myself, you've eaten my food. Um, in the, um, at the time, it was association, which is like the hour you have to just chill and just use the phone or whatever. So I'm sitting in my cell, just eating my food. The brother knocks on the door and 
No, he's come inside. This is the one of the main brothers that I was talking about this year. He's come in with like loads. I'll never forget this year. He had loads of fruit and you know other bits and bobs, and he had a bag of you know the club chocolates, yeah, the orange clubs. He had about five, four or five of them, yeah. And I, so I'm not gonna lie, at the time I hadn't, I hadn't had that for a while, innit? So I thought, yeah, right, club. But he came through, he was like, yes, brother, like, I'm very proud of you, brother, like, for not taking that uh, Easter, you know, bag. Yeah, man. So, like, I'm not gonna lie, it did kind of touch me when the brother came in, but I thought, like, right, is he trying to groom me now? <laughs> like, is he trying to, like, you know what I mean? What's going on here? But that's that's what I'm saying. So in a way, it's like you know, it, it was touching. I, I can't lie, but it's it's one of those things, isn't it, my bro? Like you know, not taking like was I right not to take the Easter? F- I think in a way, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, that's I mean, my intentions. Like I said, it's all about your intentions. So like, even in my intentions, for me, it's just hot cross bun, isn't it? You know, it's like. Yeah. Percy Ingle, I'm, sur- I'm, I'm surprised they didn't turn around and say because it's a hot cross bun. Yeah, that that's even not. Yeah, yeah. You know no, no, but, 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 they might have said that. You know, I can't. That, they probably said that. Yeah, you know. said that. This, is, this is a Jesus bun. You can't be eating this. Bro. You can't be eating that. Yeah, probably. Well, what's the, what's the longest stretch you've done? The longest time I've done at one time inside prison, I probably I think I think I got a, all together. I got three years, so I did like a year and a half behind the door at one time. That's the longest. Thankfully, I ain't done any longer than that. Even like, bro, I've done loads of small sentences, like two months, four months, six months. Like, even they are the most annoying ones because it's like, you're just in limbo. You're just clock watching, innit? Like, if you've got a long sentence, you come to terms with it, you start doing, you go to a prison which accommodates you, you can do a course or start getting gym, you know what I mean? But when you're sitting in, you know, like Belmarsh or Pentonville for six months, where you can't go gym, it's all forward, there's no jobs available, it's just, you're just waiting to get released, you know what I mean, bro? So you can't really, you don't really benefit from it, you know what I mean? So, so what, when, was the, when was your last stretch? When was the last time you went to prison? It's been two years now, that was for driving. Inshallah, it's the last time. Yeah, yeah, inshallah. And how long was that stretch? That was like four months as well, that was four So you've done a lot of these small stretches, yeah? Yeah, loads of little annoying ones, man. As you get older, it's just like, it's it's a it's a waste man thing, bro. I'll be honest with you. You know, as you get older, you start realizing like, like, what am I doing, bro? Like, it gets worse each time. It doesn't get any easier. You know, when you when you're first nowadays, youths are probably excited to go <laughs> prison, meet their friends. You know what I mean? All that, whatever. But wait, when you're like, when you get older, it's just like it's long run. You dislike it? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not the life, man. I think I'd say I'm. I've been rehabilitated because the things that I was doing before. I'm not doing now, so like for me, it's obviously it's worked because I, it's instilled that fear in me, in it, mm. where right, if you drive this car without a license, you're gonna go inside, and it, it took me a while to learn that. I, I must have done, got done for driving disqualified about four times, at, like so. I'm coming out. I came out from a driving offence. Month later, I'm driving. I get caught, dri- and I'm not driving bad or. Stolen car or nothing. Just I'm just driving while I'm disqualified. Yeah. yeah. So right, four months, four like four months, four each time, four months. Even the last time, the guy didn't want to send me prison. It was a the judge. It was a <laughs> judge. Yeah, Jangabandas here. He my circumstance. I just came off my disqualification, so I wasn't disqualified. I had my provisional, but I was disqualified until I passed my test. So technically, I was still disqualified. So I got caught driving again. This is after two years of being good. I got caught driving. I'm like. <laughs> So even though I was good, I made a mistake. I got in the driver's seat for literally five minutes. I think my mate was eating chips or something so stupid. He said, look, can you drive for five minutes? I got in the car thinking, right, I've got a provisional. Worst case, you know, I'm not disqualified. I got stopped, got taken to court a week later. And the guy said to me, he said, look, I don't want to send you to prison, but because the precedent has been set, I have to go with what the other judges have done. And they all gave you four months. So, you know, whenever, whenever, whenever you went into a car, yeah, and knowing that you're disqualified or you're banned, and you know that mm. there was a, ch- you know, up, upon taking the driver's seat, mm. did you think about prison? To be honest, the first few times I didn't because you just I was, to get away with I was it. so lost in the source. For me, I thought, right, if I don't drive, I can't make no money because you know I'm grafting. I have to drive, yeah. And for me, it's like, right, I will sacrifice doing a couple months in jail, but I'm gonna make, you know, two, three grand in in the day. It's, it's a sacrifice. And when you get away with it, 
it's like you forget about it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like the more you do it, you just forget about it until bam, you know, you've, you've you know, you're, you're, you're careless and you just get you're caught again. So for me, I can't lie, I've, I've learned, I've learned my lesson. I, I think prison, for me, it has worked. Um, just, took, just took a couple of stretches, yeah. Yeah, it's just long, man. <laughs> it's just like if I got if I went jail for four years for robbing a bank and I had five million pound put down, then I would do that time smiling. Or if you know what I mean, if if someone violated a family member and I rolled out, even that, you know, I'd I'd, I'd read my namaz five times a day. I'd I'd use the time wisely and I'd smile the way through it. But when you're in there for a waste man thing like driving or you know having. I don't know, man. Having a bit of gear on you, whatever it is, it's just long, man. It's not. If you don't mind, it's not the one. Before, I wouldn't recommend it. Before, before we move on to the next topic of discussion, if you don't mind me asking, and you're not obliged to respond, even my brother, you know that stretch that you did for three years. Mm-hmm. What was that for, Mal? That was for years supplying Class A. And um, uh, what prison were you, did you do? The stretch in one prison? No, I was I was moved around. Cause I had other stuff going on at the time. Yeah. So I was moving around. So initially, I got arrested. I was 17 when I got arrested. So. I went to um, Warren Hill, which was a young offenders. How did that feel? Then, how, how was the first experience in prison? I'm not going to lie. It was upsetting because the thing is, it was unexpected. Mm. Yeah. And the worst thing was, yeah, I'll never forget the day I got arrested. It was on Eid day. Model. Yeah. Check this, bro. Like all throughout Ramadan. This is why for me, I've, this is when I stopped selling. After this sentence, I stopped selling heroin. You know, wherever I was doing at the time, I stopped selling that stuff because at the time, it was during Ramadan. I was 17. I was in. I was out of London. Not going to go into the circumstances, but I was out of London, selling drugs out of London. Um, and the place where it was happening was next to a masjid. Literally, what it was was like a halfway house. So all the junkies and people that just come out of prison, they've got like they've got a room in this building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally on the other side of the wall from where all this stuff was happening, there's people praying. Literally next door, bro. Like this building was attached next to the masjid. So even while it was happening, I can't lie to you. It was for me. It, I did feel a way. I can't lie. I did feel a way um, when, while it while it was happening. It, it was weird, but like I said, you you forget about it. You block it out. Um, the day I got arrested, I remember there was an undercover police officer sitting on the wall where the masjid is, and and it was Eid. It was Eid day. So this was the time it was Eid prayers. So there's loads of brothers going into the masjid. And I reckon someone pointed him out to me. Look, that's an undercover a few days ago. And I thought, oh, he's full of shit. But then I see him outside the field. I thought, no, he's definitely waiting for me. So he's looking at me. So I've kind of blended in with the brothers and walked towards the masjid. And right outside, there's like a couple of toilets when there's a place where guys do wuzu outside here. Yeah? So I've, I've sort of diverted in there for like a minute and just sort of stood there. And all these brothers are going in to pray. And I'm literally... I'm just there hiding from this undercover, like in, literally inside the masjid, more or less, yeah. And come back out a minute later, the guy's gone. So I've gone back inside. Five minutes later, police come in, and the rest is history, bro. But that was literally an E day. It's mad, you couldn't make it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and uh, if you don't mind me asking, B, how was your mother's response and reaction the first time you got lifted? I think that's what upset me the most, you know, bro, like, because, you know what I mean, like, you're, when you're in the life, you expect this is the kind of thing you expect in it. It's pot. It's the risk in it, and you accept that in it. So you accept the consequences. But for me, when I actually got sentenced, I got, I got arrested. Um, I was in prison for a week, and then when I went back to court, my dad, at the time, um, you know, his business was doing well. Alhamdulillah. So he was able to come up there and bail me out. So I think he put up like ten grand or something, yeah, as a surety. To get me bail Because otherwise They don't let you out For yeah, these yeah, charges yeah. They'll keep you up there For six months Take you court And then that's it So fortunately I was able to have six months Even though I was on tag And all this stuff It was a bit annoying You know what I mean But it was better than prison So six months I was on bail At my mum's Whatever um, Keeping my nose clean But then six months later I went back to court With my mum and dad And um, that's when I got sentenced Because it was a serious crime uh, Even though it was my first offence he had to give me a custodial sentence. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I've seen my mum like cry when I got sentenced. That is what finally, I think, like hit me the hardest. You know what I mean? That's what actually made me cry. Seeing my mum cry, mm-hmm. it's like the sentence itself is is what it is. Or do that sitting on the toilet. You know what I mean? It's not, it's nothing. But mum being away from mum and family, I think that's the worst thing. So you know I mean, there's other brothers in jail who lose 
people while they're in prison. Do you know what I mean? They lose relatives and family members. All the time it's happening, you know? So, yeah, man. You know, we have brothers that we've grown up with. They've been in and out of prison, uh, you know, still at 15, 16, 17. You know, one of my, one of my day ones, Maj, he's been in and out of prison. Uh, you know, soon home, inshallah. Um, been in and out. There's other brothers that we've grown up with in and out of prison, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the... One of the theories is that brothers become desensitized to prison. Yeah. So you know you've just said that you've been rehabilitated, you're never gonna jump into a car that have you met guys who have just literally just become desensitized to prison? It's not a thing for them. I have figures, I think that's with everyone. You do this is why people end up going back. Because you know what I mean? You do become desensitized to it. I've got friends that have got kids, for example, and like family members need to look after, stuff like that. And and as they get older, it's like your parents start getting older, you know what I mean? And you have more, like I said, you have more responsibility. So it does, it does hit harder. You know what I mean? My boy got, my boy done nine years for, for kidnapping. He came out, um, you know, started, you know, working, everything. Made one mistake a year down the line. And back inside now, he's been in there, what, two years. He's had to, he's had to do the whole time. And for one mistake. And while he was out, he also had, you know, two, two kids on the way. So it's like, for him now... This time is going to be much harder than the last time because now he's got two more kids to look after. So yeah, I think as you get older, I think the desensitized thing, you, you, like, like I said, it's not about going to jail and it's not about being afraid of prison. It's about being away from people you love. I think that's the main thing. And you know what, friends? So this is a this is a good segue into the next subject here, yeah, which is you know you've spoken with a lot, quite a lot of detail on your experience of going inside and, and, and some of these specific charges and, and the things associated around it, friends, family, how you felt when you saw how it impacted your parents and things like that. So we know that you're a musician, you're a rapper, friends of Harami. And, you know, you've gained a lot of popularity recently, especially for fans of UK rap and specifically within a specific community. Popularity slash notoriety. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, notoriety, popularity, call it what you want, but... People listen to your music. Yeah, yeah. And specifically the Muslim community and within that community, the Asian community. Pakistani yeah. community. Yeah, the Pakistani community, the South Asian community, I would say largely. And there's something specific about the choice of music that people listen to, yeah? So like, I would find it, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but I find it very difficult to find someone who says, I specifically listen to this particular type of rap because the content fires me up. So when I hear about this type of crime or these specific, I hear, I, I like to listen to the specific lyrics in the crime. I think people listen to music because they like the music. Yeah. Everything that comes with it, the beat, the rap, the flow. Yeah. And, 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 and if the bars work with what, what's being said, then, then people will listen to it. And I guess my question to you, friends or bruv, is this shift to music, when, when did it start? And why specifically your style of rap? And when I say your style of rap, let me expand on that a little bit. We know that people in rap, they will talk about their experiences growing up, difficulties and challenges they've had dealing drugs violence mm-hmm. crime gangs women all of these things and i guess one of the uh, criticisms that's come your way is that you're very bold yeah and there's not very many filters if any when when, when you do speak about these things talk to us a little bit about that and, and how you've come to that well firstly in terms of my music i mean i make music firstly that i like so when I'm when I'm producing a beat, it's a beat that I like, so it's sound that I like. Um, that then obviously um, metamorphosizes into something different when I add lyrics to it because a lot of people, like you said, they will listen to the music. Some people listen to the music because they like the beat, they like the Asian sample, the bass, or you know whatever they like the beat. Then when I put my lyrics on it, I'll be real with you, bro. I'm alienating a lot of people, a lot of fans. That I could potentially be, you know, yeah, for sure. That could be listening to my music. That's right. um, even if I cleaned it up, you know, I, I know this. You know, I'm not stupid. If I, if I, if I was clean from day one, firstly, then again, that's a different discussion because, firstly, would people listen to me if the music was clean? Okay, let me just that's add to that. Let me just add to that point. Yeah, it is common for rappers to talk about drugs, gang violence, yeah. women. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you know, you're no different in that regard. I guess what makes you different. To our rappers, even Muslim rappers, uh, whether they're Muslim black, Muslim Arab, Muslim yeah. convert, even Muslim Arpner, you know, we have Pac Man, we have Shaker, yeah. Them man, yeah. But there's something very, 
I don't even know what the word to say is about Frenzo's rap, which has. It's very bold, isn't it? It's very bold. It's just, you know, it's, it's just my. I'm speaking my language, yeah? My language is obviously Upni Zaban, yeah? And mixed with street lingo. Um, I'm actually, you know, I'd like to say I'm educated, yeah? So I can switch it up, you know? I could. I just. This is the way I speak. I speak the way I speak. In music, I just keep it 100% authentic. So it's just. The way I speak, um, it's dialect from the streets. Because I mix it up with, you know, lingo that you'd hear at home, mm. that people hear every day, I think it does make it more realistic. It hits home, innit, for, for more people. I think that way, when you, you know, but then again, like, it's, I think saying, um, even saying the P word, you know what I mean? I'm not going to say it, but if, when, when Kale or Gore say it in their songs, it's fine. You know, even it's played on a radio. Mm. It's you know the title of the song. It could be that. Yeah. But when I say it, it's like you know what I mean. Do you think? Do you, do, you, do you think that's because? Do you think that's because uh, when you do drop those bars in Upni Zaban in Punjabi and that yeah, that the community has not really heard that before. Yeah, it's, it's something. It's something new. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, no, no. Let me rephrase. They've definitely heard. Yeah, the they've word. heard it, yeah. but not the way it's articulated yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, not the way it's articulated like that. Because I'll be honest. Initially, like I said, music's an expression. So for me, unfortunately, when I'm doing music, mainly I'm expressing anger, feelings of you know resentment mm. or whatever, whatever it may be. Uh, Mostly, uh, just at, at everyone, whoever you know, in general. You know, I mean, my music. Then again, it's like my music is. I think my rap, sorry, should I say, is I'm I'm a storyteller. Yeah. In my music, so for me, I'm telling stories of my experiences, mainly you know bad experiences. So some good ones, you know, but mainly you know relevant experiences that or things that I've seen. Mm-hmm. It might not even been my experience. It may have been something that happened to someone close to me, but that's what I'm narrating and. And, and, and you know what you, You've put it well there In terms of trying to describe The the language that you use Specifically in your tunes Yeah How What would, what would your response be To the criticism That comes specifically From the Muslim community When it comes to this Raw style that you That, that you That you bring Because You know There's other tunes That we'll talk about Like Dilly mentioned Crime Drugs uh, Gangs Violence All these things Women But because yours is so raw It's There's no barriers and how, how, what's your response to that? How does it make you feel? What do you think when you, when you hear that? Because like you said, you know, you're not stupid. You anticipated yeah. that. Yeah. The thing is, I'd like to say, firstly, I don't feel like I glamorize any of this stuff. You know, I, I can't see anywhere in my music, apart from when I'm talking about how much money I might have made or whatever I might have done. My music's not glamorizing anything. Like I've, not, I've noticed something yeah. about... about the the you know f- for the research for this podcast when we were, you don't really talk about watches you don't really no. talk about garms no. you don't really talk no. about I'll be honest it's with not you, a drip bro, anyone can talk about that yeah some, some rich kid no no am I correcting my observation no no you're right yeah, because you, you're not really the reason why drip. is because anyone some someone who's born into a wealthy family who lives in the suburbs in a big house somewhere um, who had everything growing up he could start rapping about having designer watches and clothes because you know what I mean but for me I don't think that's really interesting because every loads of people have got watches and this and that you know what I mean everyone's got that yeah. so me rapping about I might reference you know things from time to time yeah, but it's not but really a big thing from, yeah, from what, from, for from, me, from what it, I heard in terms of the research I'll be honest like, those things don't really excite me mm. um, you know you might see me wearing chains and stuff now because I'm rapping mm. because other people are you know putting them on me or because I'm encouraged to do it, but that's not really me, bro. Like I, I don't mind wearing a Primark trackie every day and just chilling. <laughs> you get me? That's me. Like me wearing all this. Even in my videos, bro. I don't, I don't spend money on clothes. There might be one or two videos where I thought, you know what? Let me spend a bit of money. I remember there's one video where I mentioned. Check this, bro. Yeah, I've mentioned the word Ferragamo just once in the video. Yeah, and because of that, I thought, you know what? Let's let me go and buy. It. Ferragamo outfit. I've never wore Ferragamo in my life. I'll be real with you. I just wrote a lyric. I thought, you know what? Mm. Let me just go and buy the outfit. And I'll be honest with you, bro. I spent two, three grand on an outfit that you don't even notice in the video because you, yeah, know, yeah. you don't even know where it's from. Yeah. 
And it was a complete waste of money, my bro. That's why, if you look at my videos, I'm wearing night 20, trackies, 30 pound night, night trackies, trackies, that, that I got that day from, from JD sports. Or, or Sports Direct or something. Who, who gives a fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. At but the end of the day, I've, for me, like I said, that's, that doesn't define me as a person. Back to you, were, been, saying, back to you were saying glamorizing. You don't glamorize it. I don't glamorize it. I mean, uh, rather than, you know, rather than have 30 on my neck, I'd rather have 30 deposit on a on a house. You know what I mean? I mean that's another topic of discussion over that's halal or haram, but I would rather invest my money somewhere else. But like I said, because of the image, because you know, I'm representing a whole community, um, as well as, you know, myself, it's like you feel you do feel pressured. There's an to, expectation. Yeah, there is a, there is, there is. There's a huge like there's a huge expectation. Um, um but like I said, I don't yeah, I don't really watch none of that. For me, the the person with the most money it hasn't got flashy jewels or anything. You don't even know that he's got money. Mm. He's probably wearing a potato sack on 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 the train too. <laughs> he's serious, like <laughs> you know, real ballers are tight. You know what I mean? When they have money, they're tight, man. So, friends, I wanted to uh, make reference to uh, some of your tunes where it's been very different, where you've shown another side of yourself. Yeah, yeah where you've maybe spoken again, similarly about your life experiences, yeah. but. A different side of friends, or less of the harami side, maybe yeah. more of the God conscious side, uh, the side that's maybe thought about um, wrong steps that you've made or mistakes and stuff like that. So, in your album Jabia Boys, you have a tune called Haram Life, mm-hmm. and it actually starts with you say friends are harami living that haram life, and you say Astaghfirullah. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the first thing he says, I ain't prayed in a long time, brother. Trust me. I remember days when I was gripping yeah. on Dusty. Yeah. That's the first song I released. I yeah, think, yeah, and and yeah. I think that's the first tune on the album. Yeah, yeah. And and in that tune, you, you continue, you, you, you make references to other things as well. And you say, trap for Ami, she don't want shit from me. She tells me she doesn't want my haram money. Yeah, yeah. I touch my ears when I make toba. It's been five years since I kept a rosa, yeah? yeah, yeah. So, 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 you, so you made reference, so you, you specifically chose to write about these things in this tune. Yeah, yeah. Talk us through your thought process when you're writing these things and, 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 and what it means to you. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me add to that friend because if it didn't mean nothing to you, yeah, you wouldn't have mentioned those things. No, it, it, it there was a reason why that was the first song and not Jarbian Boys, which was like the main song that kind of blew up here. Yeah. The reason why I released that first was that that was the intro. That actually was the first song because before I've even started rapping, I said Astaghfirullah. Mm. Um even uh, bro, I'll be honest with you, even the, down to the name Harami, like I know how it's it's not good, but the thing is people Make it worse because, like, you know, the twist for me, I meant harami in a different way. What did you mean? What way did you? I meant harami in terms of like, you know, like rami, like, rami. like, like in a slang rami? term, not like in terms of like a bastard, like, I haven't got a dad because that, that could be one meaning, but I mean it in a way where, like, you know, like a savage, yeah, like, yeah, he's a rami, bro, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? I've, 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 I've dropped it on podcast before, I've called something about a stop being a rami, yeah, that's, that's it. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I meant it in that way, but again, but I've, not an endorser of a haram life, yeah, that's why even now I've taken that off. Um, I've dropped the Harami off on Spotify and Apple Music and other platforms. It's just friends on now. So I don't use the Harami on there. Um, inshallah soon, I'll drop it out completely off my actual... reason why is because I, I do want to make more meaningful songs, bro. And it's difficult making meaningful songs if your name's Harami. Do you know what I mean, bro? Like, it's, you know what I mean? I've, I've, I've done the Harami stuff. I'm not saying I'm going to stop doing the Harami stuff because, again, it's... That, that's been my life You know what I mean bro Like I'm just Sharing my experiences Yeah But In terms of I do, You know in, I do want to start Making it more um, Friendly and I, The main reason is Again going back to The fact that I don't want to influence Any Any Young up in here To go down the wrong path I'm not trying to do that I'll be real with you I've never tried to do that um, I'm trying to You know This is not the life You want to yeah. live yeah. Do you know what I mean So So Friends of Harami is Actually, when it comes to endorsing his anti-Harami life. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. It's just a narration of my life. But yeah, in terms of the Haram life song, going back to that, um, for me, that song does mean a lot because that, in terms of as an intro, I think, to be honest, even a lot of people, that's probably their favourite song because it's, a lot of people have said that to me because, you know, they can hear the realness. There's no bravado at all. As things progress naturally, you know, you get you get lost in the dunya, bro, innit? You get lost in the source. It's back to Jahiliya. You're just, you know what I mean? You're trying to keep up with this, that, and the other. And then 
a bit of bravado comes in it. You know what I mean? But that song, there was no pride in that song at all. That that song was the realness. Yeah, and I'll be honest. There's one thing. I think it was more than five years since I kept a rosa when I wrote that, but I couldn't remember how. how five, it was five years minimum, yeah. Minimum five years, but yeah, since I have kept a rosa since. So, alhamdulillah. How was how was last Ramadan? It was good. The thing is, it was I didn't do music. I didn't do any music. Um, I uploaded one or two things on my Instagram, but I didn't really do any music for it a month. Like you said, bro, it's the, it, it, man, man, try in it. Yeah. It's the effort that counts, and the, inshallah, that effort grows. If there was no effort, if there was no effort, friends or bro, that's that's when there's a concern. Yeah, and yeah. let me tell you something, bro. We've we've grown up with brothers. We've met some stone cold up near yeah. And somewhere deep inside, there's goodness, bro. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere deeper, and I'll tell you what that is. This is just my view. I could be wrong. But I say this to many Bengalis, Pakistanis and Gujarati brothers. Yeah. I say, look, brothers, generally speaking, when you look at our brothers who are on road, yeah, wallahi, but just as a disclaimer, this isn't any kind of negative assessment of any other ethnic community. I'm talking about our India subcontinent, Bengalis, Pakistanis, Indians, yeah, and specifically I'm talking about Muslims. I have found very rarely, friends, or I want your views on this, mm-hmm. that brothers who shot mal, they're on the trap, Whatever they're doing If you assess their family They're not bad families They don't come from bad parents Yeah Take it The parents maybe should have given them more time More attention yeah. They might have should have had better company yeah. But very rarely have I met uh, You know Brothers who've been inside Been in that life Right Very People very close to us That, that we can say You know what They come from a bad family That's, no. Me for example I'm the only I'd say Don't get me wrong when I say it Every, everyone's, no one's family is perfect. No one's family. Yeah, no yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Whether someone's, um, no matter what, no one's perfect. But in my family, I'm the first one who's, you know, went to prison, got arrested, literally from my mum's side and my dad's side. Literally, no, no one's been in trouble with the police. Everyone's got a job, alhamdulillah. Everyone's, you know, been university or got a degree. Everyone does the right thing. I'm literally the only one, bro, who, who went down this path. So... That, that, that's how you know I'm, I'm living proof That that's not true have you, I come from a good Have you, seen, have you seen that observation elsewhere? Because I've seen bare brothers I've asked brothers I said okay TK did, did your dad ever deprive you Of clothes or food? Nah yeah. Did your mom show you love? Yes Did you go to masjid When you were young? Done your alif bata Done the sipara done yeah, yeah, yeah I did Okay then why did you do it? Because the life was good The money was tempting Some of the brothers it's were on it It's the environment That yeah, we yeah. grow up You know yeah. Like we're a product of, of, of our environment as mm. well So I think that's what it is Even me if if I didn't hang around certain people at a certain time in my life, um, you know, my dad was busy at work at the time. Obviously, I'm, I'm going out with other people and getting led astray. Um, it happens, you know, it's like just, just like that. It, it happens, you know, you meet one or two people and then, you know, your life can go down the wrong way, so. Absolutely. And we've, we've that, like you said, yeah, that's, a, that's a common thread, you know, um, that you make a certain decision and then that snowballs into something else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you may have had a lot of what you needed to avoid that path, mm-hmm. but you, you make certain decisions, and then before you know it, you're knee deep. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk to you about tiny hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the reason, and and and, and look, <sighs> tiny hands was a, a, a particularly powerful tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very powerful. Wallahi, it was. Um, I remember you, you pinned your comment for that tune was this. This tune made me cry. And and I, I, I while I was doing the video, I actually had to walk out of the pause it and walk out the room about five times because it's like and the thing is everyone forgets about stuff like and even me like I felt guilty myself that out here doing this and doing that and then you got brothers and sisters literally you got kids starving to death literally so for me even just watching that video. Like, like I couldn't tip for, for real, bro. Look, I, I, I remember when I, when I when I watched it, bro. There's not a lot of things that make man cry, mm. and um, and it's and and to be honest, uh, the the running thread that will always kind of make me feel emotional cry is when I see atrocities that's happening yeah. to our brothers and sisters, and that video that and, and the clips that you chose and and the manner in which you ended as well. That's particular clip of that yeah. mother who was in absolute bits at the you know the death of her baby daughter, you know. It, it made me cry, yeah, and straight up, and I, I would, I would struggle to understand how I wouldn't make a normal person that's got yeah. uh, an ounce of, uh, you know, compassion in their heart not cry or get close to it. Um, you know, I've, I've got a baby girl who's 
about the same age as, the, as, as that girl who died in that video, you know. Um, and it takes you straight to yeah. what you would feel like if you were in, the, in that mom's position, which yeah. is something that we should feel. You know, otherwise, 100%. otherwise, you know, these atrocities around the world won't be real to us unless we try to empathize. And you did that, you know, you made that tune and you, need, and, you, and you made some powerful references and you said some powerful things in describing what Muslims are suffering, whether it's Palestine, Yemen and other parts of the world, Muslim world. Talk us through, you know, what inspired you to make this tune specifically? Um, to be honest, I, I, I can't remember exactly um, what triggered me to do it. But it was something that I've wanted to do for a while because these issues, I do feel strongly about them and I have done for a long time. It's not like, let's jump on the Yemen or Palestine bandwagon. Mm -hmm. but these things have been going on for a long time. It's just not shown on, on TV. And um, the only thing is, what can we do? It's like, I gave up even, you have to block it out because let's be real, like, what, what can I do? Like even like before, before music, I used to think like, what can I really do? Cool, give charity. You know, I don't know how much that's going to help. It's probably not even going <laughs> to put a slight dent in the problem. You know what I mean? I could give like £100,000 to charity. It's not going to do nothing. Let's be real. Nothing's going to happen. These things are still going to happen. So it comes to a point where you just block it out. You know, you think, you know what? Let's stop listening to David Icke and Galloway and all these people and stop worrying about it and just focus on what you're doing. But as soon as I got in a position where people listen to me, I thought, right, let me speak up speak up about it and i did and the thing is no one listens because the it's suppressed by youtube and the platforms we use i think if you mention anything about palestine or yemen or any of these places anything political i think the algorithm just blocks it out that's what i realized because i'm, I'm posting videos on instagram just stupid videos and getting fifty thousand views in a day and i'm posting you know serious stuff on youtube and it's been two weeks and there's like 30,000 views on there. Do you know what I mean? So it goes to show, isn't it? You obviously, low-key low was someone who is a prime example of someone who, yeah. who, who rapped about very political stuff called, yeah. called uh, who was it? Did he call Bush or Obama uh, a terrorist? It was Bush, in it? Yeah. Called Bush. That tune got taken down, terrorist. Exactly, you know, yeah. And even something he said, they said, look, the, you know, these, these channels, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, they're very politicized mm -hmm. and the way their algorithms work, they, they basically discriminate towards these particular yeah. Yeah, like for example, Zuckerberg, he owns Instagram, he knows Facebook, ardent pro-Israeli, um, uh, you know, um, advocate, YouTube, Google, they're all, they're all, you know, very embedded with governments and, and stuff like that. So you, so you do think that it is something to do with algorithms and, and the way it works with these kind of issues, yeah? That, that's what I think, I suspect it is, from my experience, you know, when you look at the views on, the analytics to show it, you know, yeah, um, the Tiny Hand song got, um, got demonetized. I was planning to give the money off that song to just all to charitable causes. And even the money's demonetized. For I don't know why, because I used BBC and ITV like videos Footage, on there. Yeah. So that's on the news, you know? So there's no reason why YouTube should block it out. You know, like it's sensitive. Mm. When you look at some of the stuff on there, you know what I mean? But again, it makes you, as an artist, it makes me feel like, right, there's no point of talking about it because I'm going to, talk about it, no one's going to listen, it's not going to make a difference. So it actually encourages me to do more haram stuff. No, nah, no, nah, don't do that before. Like it, it's, it, you know what I mean? But, you know. You, you don't know, but those 30,000 views compared to the 100,000 or the million that you've hit, brother, may have more. Uh, more make more, yeah. And to be honest, that's what's important to me. You know, I, again, I'm not watching the views. For me as an artist, I've never watched the views. Even with the people I've collaborated with, have been, it's been for a reason. It's people that I know, or, you know, it's always been natural, nothing's been forced. So for me, I'll continue to make music that is important to me. I'm mm. not, I don't make music for any specific type of people. You know, I do try and make it relatable. I make, I try and make music for everyone, but ultimately I make it for myself. And you know, friends of bruv, you know, um, this struggle that Muslim artists specifically that have in terms of which direction they want their music to go You know, you try to do the right thing You try to do something to contribute towards a good cause Yemen, Palestine, atrocities that Muslims yeah. are suffering And you see and you see the way that it's handled Demonetized, locked off, barriers And like you said, it makes you think You know what, I might as well go back to what I'm good at I Might as well go back to what people are listening to clearly Exactly You know what I mean? This is getting million views This is getting hundreds of thousands of views mm -hmm. This is getting, you know, um, stories on Insta Blah, 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 blowing up But Gali, you think I told the Chalo, you know 
that stuff gets billions of views. That's but it, actual bro. serious issues. I mean, no one wants to listen to that. Even even our own people, man. No one. It's not about. It's not even about YouTube and Israel and and you know Zionism. This yeah. is our own people. Like no one but, really but cares. Yeah, you know? yeah, and they're the ones that are writing the troll comments underneath. You know, there was even troll comments under tiny hands video. there was there was there was I you know delete them myself i have to go through them and there was there it's was just you know? a full-time job isn't it there was <laughs> I, I, I read a comment someone said you know they, you know i i used to curse friends on then how he's made this tune he's a changabanda yeah, yeah. so uh, but even that you know just because i made a song about yeah man doesn't mean i'm a changabanda i'm striving striving, striving yeah, i strive to be right. one that's right that's but it Again, like that's not enough. You yeah. know what I mean? I need to do more. We all need to do more. Like, be all of you. Alhamdulillah, bro. So, no, you're, you're spot on. I mean, I give to charity and stuff. Again, it's not things that we speak of, innit? So, I'm not going to be highlighting the fact that, yeah, I gave this much to charity or I done this. That's between me and Allah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the people that benefit from it. That's the most important thing. But, yeah, all I'd say is, yeah, on that issue, talking about it, it's never, it's always good to keep talking about it. You know, and I will keep talking about it. But, um, like I said, it's just, Hopefully it gets you know it got half the reception mm. that the other stuff got. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, look, look, me and Dilly meeting you today, bro. Alhamdulillah, you know we have observed a lot of good qualities. No, I appreciate yeah? that. Thank you. Fantastic bro. qualities, and you know we, we pray Allah Azza wa Jal um, increases and amplifies that for you, mm. uh, because at the end of the day, bro, you know however many years or days we are in this world, um, the one that's forever after we die is the one that we invest in. And you know things like tying your hands and, and and you speaking the truth, no matter how many barriers people put in front of you to try and block how far it goes, you know it'll be recognised, it's heard, and most important thing, Allah sees your efforts for those yeah, things. You know what I mean? Definitely. And you know, we, I, I just want to reference Oma Isa because you know we had Oma Isa on uh, our brother Oma Isa. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know he he spoke about the same thing. You know the struggles that he's had because obviously he follows the opinion that you know you know traditional music is is forbidden mm-hmm. and it has. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, the, the only type of music that's permissible is vocal and duff based, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said himself, he goes, "Look, bro, he goes. Sometimes I see the the reception and the attention that I get for my nasheed and halal music, mm-hmm. and I think to myself, if I want to like this, I can go back to making music that I want or I desire, mm-hmm. and I'll get these record labels, these views, this much p and stuff like that." That's what I'm saying. And this is a brother who you know. Put, you know, places himself as a God-fearing Muslim who's at, who's trying to strive to be the best type of Muslim, and he gets that same whispers from Shaitan. Mm. Do you see about a oh, man want to switch? I could, I could my career can go this way if I if yeah. I do the. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And you know, all we say to you, brother, is you know that struggle. You know, we can't make a promise that's going to continue. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, you're yeah. in that line of work. You're mm. you know you you're a rapper, and you're gonna get you're gonna have those challenges yeah. continuously. Um, but you know, our advice to you, bruv, is you know we know that there are people that are noticing the good work that you're doing, and we know that the good work that you're trying to do continuously is being noticed as well. Yeah. You know, and, and we hope, inshallah, that you carry on doing carry, that. Bruv. Yeah, yeah, inshallah, no, definitely. I said another thing, my brother. Yeah, we said this to our dads as well, and uh, obviously, but we framed it a bit differently because obviously, odds comes from a, a different manner, which is demographically made up different, whereas mm-hmm. you come from a manner which is very, very much similar, identical to ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, brotherhood, you know, you know, brotherhood, yeah, yeah. is something that's very uh, Islamic brotherhood anyway, something very unique and special. Like, friends are can be the biggest harami you can get, right? And we know about the story of the man from Bani Israel who killed, was it 99 men? Yeah, 99 men. He, he killed, I think, the 100th man. And then while he was on the way out, Allah forgave him. Bruv, there's many a stories about the prostitute who gave the dog water. Various stories we know that Allah's mercy and forgiveness is far greater than his wrath and punishment. Yeah, And I knew it. I knew that friends are harami. He's got some friends are halali inside him as well. Yeah, So obviously we want, we want for you what's, what we want for ourselves. And that's goodness and paradise. Yeah. So when, inshallah, if we ever get taken to paradise, we can see friends and he can rap all the way he wants, brother, in Jannah, inshallah, you'll get me. But one, one last tune I wanted to cite was that after Tiny Hands came prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What inspired that tune? That song was growing up, really, the way, you know, we were raised, um, the way I was raised. Because you dropped Sisbara, Ali Bete, you, yeah, yeah. you brought back memories of mosque. Yeah, yeah, the, it's, real, it's real stuff because yeah. what it was, yeah, People f- must think that I come from um, some, you know, proper, yeah, Bagarid background, you know, protected family. I don't know what people must think, but that's not a representation of my upbringing. Do you get me? Like, was raised the right ways, was taught to do the right things. Um, it's our own decisions that lead us down the wrong path. We can't blame no one, no one for that. 
So for me, what makes me, what made me initially want to start doing that was when you started getting comments like, oh, you know, his mum's probably this or his dad's probably that. You know what I mean? And it's like, my mum's the most God-fearing woman, alhamdulillah. Like, you, you know what I mean? She's, you know, amazing. Mela, Mela so preserver. It's not, for me, I'm not really representing her the right way. Even though no one knows her, for me, it's, you know what I mean? Um, so I think that's, for me, that was the main, that was the main spark to make me start doing more positive yeah. tunes, you know Shine I mean? some more light on that side of you. That's it, yeah. Just, yeah, show a different side. But that goes back to what I said earlier, because obviously, so you made Preb to basically kind of show that, look, man don't come from the Bagherdi family, show yeah. their families, yeah? yeah? yeah. Broken yard. Broken yard, mum or dad. Again, like, or, or, I can't say, having said that, it's like, again, no one's, like, no everyone has issues perfect. going up, even with, like, my parents and stuff, you know, and you know, in in the family, everyone has standard. Issues. Every family has and dramas, bro. Yeah, like so. In some way or the other, like you know, there's, there's always things that are broken. But I had, you know, fundamentals. Fundamentals, like mashallah, good upbringing. Did I you ever starve? Never. You had clothes no, in your back. Clothes never. Starved. Your roof was never leaking. That's it. That's it. You know so, what so, mean? so 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 you, you, what what sociologist? Had an action man. You had an you action man, but we had Power Ranger. Well, that's it. You know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. Did you watch Power Ranger? Yeah. Who was your favorite on, Power Ranger? Bro. Yeah, I think I'd say Leonardo, Leonardo. is my favourite. That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. You're talking about oh, Teenage Mutant uh, uh, Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Power Ranger. Power Ranger. Uh, sorry, I got confused there. My bad. Which, which colour? I'd say red. Jason. Red Power Ranger. Jason. Yeah. You know, I was, I'm thinking Ninja Turtles. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're bringing back next yeah. memories, you know. Man, man's thinking Ninja Turtles. You're talking Power Rangers. That's how you know. <laughs> but what about Biker Mice from Mars? Well, that was mad as well. They're going to bring all that stuff back now, innit? That's what they're doing. Yeah, so I, I think the point I was trying to make is that, look, you know, Sociologists and criminologists who study crime and delinquency and they look at certain areas which are socioeconomically deprived and stuff like this, they look at family. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sociologists always look at families. They think, okay, mum and dad divorced, broken, dad chipped. Okay. You don't make, you don't make it, a difference. You know, right? the, the, and, and, and what I have found, and again, this is a sweeping generalization, I've got no research or data to back it, but every time I've met a brother, Asian, Somali, whatever it may be, yeah, from various backgrounds. Every time I ask him, did your mom and dad show you love? Yeah. Did you ever starve? Never. Were you ever made to think that you were poor and you were deprived? Never. How come you got involved in this life? It was nearly always environment, your own decision, and always. company. Always. Yeah. So, so I think it's actually very important what you did with prayer that man realized, okay, friends, I don't come from that background. Because there's, there's, there's a huge assumption that people compare that if you're in that game or you found that life, then it's a reflection of, of the family that you come from. And that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Friends of my brother, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me on. Did you enjoy that? I did. No, it, was, it, was, it was good. Really yeah? good. Wicked, enjoyed wicked. chatting to you, boss. No, no, it was an honour, bruv. Uh, but the podcast isn't done yet. No, it isn't, bruv. Yeah, look, I'll just extend that as well. You know, it was, a, it was a real pleasure. We really enjoyed having you on, bruv. Uh, we've been looking forward to having you on the podcast. And um, yeah, we just thoroughly enjoyed it, bruv. Um, but this is our tradition on the Blood Brother podcast is to, to wrap things up. We offer our guests um, a challenge, yeah, um, if you like, uh, an ultimatum. And uh, we switched it up a little bit, yeah. So are you aware of this? I'm not, I'm actually, Okay, you know that's yeah. bless. Go on, go on. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, go on. So we give you an option of three things that you'd like to do, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, so here it is, yeah. And this, the, the reason why we, we the, the way this is inspired, I, I'd like to give him some background. It's inspired from uh, Islamic traditions mm -hmm. in war. Yeah. Okay. Where, well, not that we're at war with you. No, 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 it's love. It's pure love. Yeah, but yeah. The, but, but the, the, uh, the idea is inspired from there. Yeah, where yeah. the Muslim generals, they would say to the army that they were going to fight, they would give them three ultimatums become Muslim, pay tax, mm -hmm. or fight. Yeah, yeah. So ours is obviously a, a lot more mild than that, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So the options is this. Arm wrestle, barn, mm -hmm. or a teaspoon of this thing here, Mr. Naga. Mr. Naga. Have you heard of Mr. Naga? I know about Mr. Naga still, man. Have you yammed it before? That's the Bengali special, that that's one, it, isn't it? Yeah, I that's know about that one. <laughs> it's a Spice Hut special, that one, there. So, 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 yes. so that's it. <laughs> so, 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 what? what? Come on, yeah, yeah, you know what, about that. What's your choice, my brother? You know what, yeah, I'd say, let's just do the Naga thing, innit? Yeah? Yeah, let's go for it. Because right, I've seen people do this, innit? Yeah. 
No, I don't know if it, obviously we have chilies in that. So let's let's no, try this one. So this is like nagan achar mixed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 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 it's, it's still rami business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come, let's do but, this. But man. you should be able to handle this nicely. Louis is gonna feel it in the morning. Is, is, but you got Lucas. You got, you got the patches. That's the, gonna make it worse. Bro. You got the patches antidote there, bro. Is it up? Like, you're man doing to me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Don't be doing a fast one, but chew that thing, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Better, better on a kebab though. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Better on a kebab. Friends of my brother is an honor having you on, and um, you shared various lessons uh, for the youth to listen to. Yeah. And um, it's obviously important for our listeners and our viewers because sometimes, obviously, we we generally. Pardon me. <laughs> that is cool. Obviously, we, oh. we, we have a. All that take me up. You know? <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, so I've got the hiccups in that door. No, no, TK. Bro, you're welcome to some pawn oh. afterwards as well. If you want, you want to wash that with some pawn. You're fucking yogurt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> some Malay or something. Have you got any yogurt? You got any yogurt? Yeah, we got yogurt. Bro, you're yeah. patting you satin cooler. Yeah, yeah, give me some yogurt. Brothers and sisters, listen. I'm dying now. Whilst friends are passing out from the, the Naga, I hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Uh, share this video, like the video, subscribe to the Five Pillars YouTube channel. And until next time, assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Lalu, do you want something cold, yeah? Yeah, I'm sorry. Dodo sign. Pat me up. Blood Brothers Podcast. Five Pillars of Mad Monarchs Production.